Welcome to Mrs. Flick's Picks, where busy moms can find the best books for their kids. Join me in my mission to cultivate children's moral imagination through good stories, beautifully written. Hello and welcome back to Mrs. Flick's Picks. I'm Carrie Flick and I am so excited to have you join me today. And if you are a mother of a very young child, I hope today's episode will be especially encouraging for you. I'd like to talk today about language and virtue, not as they are connected, but rather in how we acquire them. As I said before, we moms are not raising boys and girls, but rather future men and women. And the goal is for them to be godly, virtuous men and women. Consequently, the books that we choose for them to read should be ones full of virtue. These books should not necessarily be a reflection of our children's current character, but rather a picture of what we hope them to aspire to. We want goalposts, not mirrors. In this regard, we want them reading above their level, so to speak. The same can be said for language and attention development. I've talked with so many moms who either don't bother with significant reading to their baby, or they assume that only board books like Goodnight Moon are suitable. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Goodnight Moon. But children are completely oblivious to vocabulary levels. A child does not realize that the word acquire is more difficult than get. He learns both words in the exact same way. Of course, one is more difficult to pronounce, but the language comprehension process is the same. Good picture books are invaluable for starting the read-aloud habit. But the same principle applies to older kids, which is why I usually specify the lower ages for a book being read aloud. A child can comprehend so much more when their mind is free from the effort of decoding each individual word on their own. He picks up on your tone of voice, your volume, your speed, facial expressions, all of these clues for context. And no, he isn't going to understand everything. But he gets what he gets and lets go of the rest and is free to enjoy the story. Don't stop and answer every time he asks what such and such a word means. Have him listen to the tone of the narrative and have him wait. Be patient. The understanding will come. But we should always be reading above our level. It's the only way to ultimately increase our understanding. All of the books I choose for today are picture books, but they're ones that I would recommend for any young child. And when I say young, I mean infants too. Why not? They need to hear your voice anyway. Why not form the read aloud habit from infancy? How precious would it be for their earliest memories to be ones of snuggling contentedly in mom's arms while she read? Well, my first pick for you today is called The Princess and the Pig, written by Jonathan Emmett and illustrated by Polly Bernatine. This is an absolutely adorable little book. 
it uh, tells a story of a little piglet and a baby girl who get mixed up. The baby girl is born a royal princess, and the piglet is bought at a farmer's market by a farmer. And through a series of events, the two creatures get swapped, unbeknownst to the respective parents and the farmer and his wife. And the little girl grows up as a farmer's daughter, and she becomes kind and good and beautiful. And the little piglet, whom the queen insists is actually a princess, obviously under a curse, is a pig. And she acts like a pig. And she's a terror to her nannies and is atrocious at mealtimes. The illustrations are just fantastic. They're, they will make you and your kids giggle nonstop. And throughout the story, it is constantly referencing itself by other famous fairy tales and stories. You'll find depictions of Puss in Boots and Sleeping Beauty and Thumbelina. It is just fantastic. You can tell that the author really loves books themselves. And this leads to a fantastic conversation also as to appearances versus heart and what actually makes a princess. Is it the individual who has the royal birth or is it the individual who behaves in a kind way, in a gracious way, in an elegant way. And it also attacks the question ethically of what to do in this situation. When the farmer and his wife discover that there has been a mix-up, how do they handle that? They have this young girl that they have raised and they love dearly, but they know that they have to make this right. And so it's a wonderful example of a truly honest family trying to do truly the right thing. And you'll get to see for yourself how it all turns out. Next up is When Dinosaurs Came With Everything, written by Elise Broach and illustrated by David Small. This is one of my absolute favorite books to read out loud. One day a mother and her son are doing errands in the city. And when they go to buy a dozen donuts at the bakery... They are suddenly given, as part of the daily special, apparently, a dinosaur to go with the donuts, like a real live dinosaur. And this sort of thing continues at every stop that they make. They go to the doctor's office and the barber. Everywhere they go, dinosaurs come with everything, which throws the mom, of course, into an absolute fit. She's in almost hysterics over being given all of these dinosaurs, and the little boy is thrilled beyond anything, right? It's his dream come true. He gets real dinosaurs as pets. So it's a hilarious situation, and I love how it, it really ad addresses the idea of, of moms and sacrifice. Sometimes, in order to bring joy to others, you really have to sacrifice a great deal of comfort, and your own personal preferences. And this is always the case when it comes to love and family, right? Like there's, yes, more babies, more kids. They always bring more dirty diapers and more stress and less um, free time, probably less sleep. But it multiplies the love and the tenderness and the fun and the joy in the home, too. There, there is a payoff. And so this is just a very funny uh, treatment 
of that situation when the mom finally reconciles herself to the situation and brings these dinosaurs into the home. It is, it is really humorous how it all resolves itself. So it's a great one for reading out loud. And for boys especially, the illustrations of the dinosaurs are just hysterical. And it's every kid's dream come true. All right, my last pick for you today is The Oxcart Man, written by Donald Hall and illustrated by Barbara Cooney. And I'm just going to say right from the get-go, I'm pretty comfortable recommending any book that Barbara Cooney has illustrated is bound to be a winner. I mean, I I have not read every single one of hers. I, I think I've come pretty close. But her books are always so timeless, so, so sweet, and the, the illustrations are absolutely stunning. They're, they're done in a sort of primitive folk art style, and they're always engaging. My kids love looking at all of her books. And this is a very simple story. It's just the tale of a farmer in October who takes his family farm goods to sell at the market. He packs his wagon full of the beeswax candles that his family has made, the uh, mittens that his daughter has has uh, knitted together from the yarn that was created from the sheep's wool. He sells the maple syrup that his family gathered from the maple trees in March. Even the goose feathers from his barnyard geese that the children have collected all year, he manages to take to market and sell. And once he has sold all of these goods at the market, He has cash in his hand and turns around and goes to the general store and you get to see what he chooses to spend his money on and how he buys things that will increase his family's productivity in making goods for next year's market. It's a wonderful visual introduction to farm life and the idea of living off the land and creating things from the land that can be useful and beautiful. It's even a very basic introduction to the idea of capitalism, quite quite frankly. And it, it has lovely pictures of family life, living together and working together and building something actually worth passing down from generations to come. I think you'll really enjoy it. Definitely buy yourself a copy of this book. It is for sure a keepsake. And that is all I have for you this week. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to next time. And until then, happy reading.